Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the voice of the drama merchant, and I'm at Javine Bar Theatre with... Mitchell, Adam, Anton, Ricky, Jasper, Amelia, Sam, Jake, Dylan, Oscar, Thanks. Uh, these are the voices of the crew and performers and director of The Boys in the Band, which is performing when, Jake? March 25th to April 9th. So, guys, what's it like actually rehearsing this particular show? Can you tell our listening audience a little bit about what it is about? So, uh, 1968, Manhattan, um, it's a bunch of gay friends all meeting up together to celebrate one of their friends turning, I think he's turning 32. Yes. Uh, we have our host, um, Michael. Uh, trying to plan the whole night, and yeah, uh, stuff goes south, let's just say. Michael wants his party to go very, very well, but he's mm. complicated brains with Harold. Yeah, perfect. And things don't go quite so smoothly. Yeah. Jake, why did you choose the play? Um, I chose the play, I actually watched the Netflix movie in 2020 when it came out. Um, I actually originally was not going to do this play. Oh. Um, and between the Dream Bar Committee and myself, I read about, I want to say, 10 different plays. Landed on this one, watched the movie, fell in love with it. I think um, it's now even more needed because whilst you know LGBT, LGBT people have the right to marry and the discrimination is a lot less, it's still out there. And I think putting queer people on stage is so important right now. Um, and it's not just us that are doing it. I've seen so many other theatre companies, so it's really great to see. What would bring the What would bring the community along to see the show? What intrigued me was this is the first time, at least I know, in any amateur theatre that it's an all-male cast. Mm. I think there's a lot of productions that are um, sort of all-female is a lot more common, yeah. um, especially mixed, but it's the first time I'd ever seen all-male, so it's something very different mm. to the norm. It's definitely a mix of characters as well. Mm. There's, no, there's no two characters that are the same, I suppose, at all. Very different dynamics and... You know, everybody has their own part to play. And there's so many sections where you'll have a conversation and somebody's throwing something in all over the place. So it it's, keeps you on your toes all the way through. What actually drove you guys to audition for this show? Uh, yeah, so Jake is a friend of mine uh, and he said he needed help. So, And when I first read the script, um, I think I found Hank really interesting. So I'm actually really glad that I came to help him out. Uh, it's been yeah, very much a learning experience for me. Uh, with me, I didn't really know anything about it. It's the first show I've been in in, I think, just over two years um, after I took a bit of a break. And I didn't actually audition for, for Alan because I didn't really know any of the characters or the story. And Jake asked me to play Alan, and then I had a look through the script and just thought, yeah, that's the one I would have probably auditioned for anyway. So again, for me, it was all male cast, something just very different. Um, I actually didn't know anyone in the cast or crew. I had never been to this theater before, uh, and I had never been in a production before. But I had a friend who was initially playing Amory, uh, who has since been replaced by the lovely Dylan. So Nari got that role, I'm good friends, and I was told that um, the director, Jay, was looking for a Bernard. Um, and here I come in to save the day. <laughs> and uh, this is my first production or any really experience on the stage. Um, this is my first play since high school. Um, I've spent the last five years um, doing <laughs> uh, musicals um, as feature roles because as those who know me know that I'm not terribly musically inclined. Um, so I have been looking 
to do a play for quite some time, but none of them really appealed to me. Um, but as soon as I saw that this was auditioning, I knew what a historic piece it was, mm-hmm. and there was just some really rich characters in there to really, as you said, white your teeth into. Mm. Um, so that's definitely what drew me into, into this production. Um, so I found out through my drama teacher from high school. Um, Jake and I went to the same school and she taught both of us, and she actually does stuff here at this theatre as well. And um, she knows that I hadn't been in a production outside of school, but I was really wanting to look for something this year. And as soon as this production came up, and because she knew I was friends with Jake, she told me to go for it. And that night I watched the movie uh, version on Netflix, and I loved Larry straight away. So I was uh, very happy when Jake said, I think Larry would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, like Anton said, I came in a bit late and replaced Nari? Nari. Um, I knew Amelia from school and she let me know that they were like looking for a quick replacement and I guess when I came in for the like really quick audition Emery's character was just so like out of my comfort zone and kind of something I wanted to explore and see like what I could bring to the cast and yeah I thought Emery was just a really appealing character and it's been super fun playing him. Uh, I knew Amelia and Jake through Sam right there. Amelia came to me one night. It's like, hey, we're doing a play, and we're looking for a guy named Cowboy. And we thought, you can do a really good dumb person, right? <laughs> you can really act numbskull. And I'm like, didn't think about it. And I was like, sure, I can. I have nothing else. Sure. I had known the play before. I think I watched the movie once when it came out. I watched it again. I was like, it's just fun to play Cowboy. I feel like he's a funny character. But just... Jake, what's it been like directing it? How have you taken to it? <laughs> Um, the challenges. Well, this is the first show that I've been able to take the reins of as a director, so it's been an absolute whirlwind. I've been waking up at 2am and writing notes on a notepad next to my bed. Oh, another director that does the same thing. Yeah, it's just like, I'll wake up and be like, oh my god, they can do that! Um, but as the cast, I'm sure, will uh, become a testament to, my rehearsal rooms are very chaotic, but it's it's been great. This cast is just phenomenal. They've taken everything I've given them and just ran with it. Whether it's, you know, scream here or do this <laughs> stupid scene or, you know, straddle him or get down in it. Like, it's been insane. It's been a fantastic rehearsal period. And, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. It's been good. I've been very lucky to have um, Amelia and Faith, who are my assistant directors, um, or translators, as they call themselves. Um, <laughs> for as a person that works in marketing and communications, I'm not very good at communicating. <laughs> it's not an email. It's Come not on. email or Facebook. Don't talk to me. <laughs> if you had to describe this play using a movie, what movie would it be? Boys and Men. Aside from the Netflix from the movie. Movie. <laughs> Two-way tie between Mean Girls and The Man from Mars. Is it Mean Girls or all men? And mean men. I would say it's a bit of like I don't think there's one movie that could describe this entire play because like like Mean Girls is fantastic, like because it's the like you know, the top like queer movie that like everyone knows. But I think that would only ever that would only ever encompass like Michael and Donald and Harold as the three, but it doesn't encompass anyone else. And then I would look at like Call Me by Your Name, and I would look at Hank and Larry, and then I would look at um, like Love Simon, and look at Alan and how he's trying to discover who he is. Like it's just so many like there's so many queer movies that have come out in the last five to ten years that really relate to every single character. 
So will this uh, will this production appeal to the LGBTQ community on the Gold Coast? Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to look at it as well as I mean, it's set in 1968. It was made in the 60s and before Stonewall and everything. Mm-hmm. So you need to appreciate where you are today because of the people who came before you. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. The saddest thing I found out about this show was when the original performers performed in the show, they still never came out. Yeah. Yep. And that's actually quite sad because they had a vehicle and able to do that. And it's, it's just been interesting. That's why I found, when I did the research on the show, I found it absolutely fascinating. Would you like to see more of these particular shows on the scene? Yeah, 100%. I would definitely love to see it. I, I think in the past, you know, five to ten years on the community theatre, I know there's especially this play, a lot of theatre companies have tried to do this play, but due to political correctness, um, political, political issues in the committees, I think this is the first major, major queer play on the coast that I've come across. I know Beanley at the moment is also doing a queer version of Peter Pan. I saw Which that, is yeah. fantastic. Whilst, you know, we are competing against them for our season. <laughs> I applaud Bradley um, because it's like we just need to see more queer plays. We need to see more, uh, you know, diverse plays. This is Jermaine Mars' first show of the year. Um, we've had a tumultuous start of the year, unfortunately, with cancelling or postponement of Peach. So we are roaring and ready to go with this play. If you are straight, if you are gay, if you are in between, if you're still questioning yourself, if you are a man, if you are a woman, if you are trans, if you are non-binary, if you still have no idea what you are, that's totally fine and this play will totally appeal to you. It covers every single aspect and every single theme you can think of, social justice, LGBT people, um, relationships, character arcs, it's just, it's the best and maybe bias. Isn't My Cup of Tea is a Drama Merchant audio production. It is produced, directed and researched by myself, Nathan Schultz, otherwise known as the Drama Merchant. Be sure to subscribe to the Drama Merchant website or follow on Facebook and Instagram for updates on live productions and audio theatre being produced. If you would like to contact me in regards to a show, please email via the Drama Merchant website or private message via Facebook.